Hello and welcome to When Will It End? Baby, it's a podcast. Which one? Oh, so we watch the movies. We start with the first one. Yeah. We continue through a whole series of films. We ask ourselves the question, is each successive installment in a franchise contributing to or detracting from the world of cinema that we have engaged in? And, of course, we are on episode two of our it – it doesn't even need that much explanation. It's the Batverse part one strictly covering the Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher Batman of the 80s and 90s. A lot of men in there. Got to cover them all. A lot of men. And and uh, let's, you know, I want to start things off today with a little bit of levity because we're talking about a famously dark movie, a twisted, convoluted <laughs> film. <laughs> That's the best. I was. I, I know you're going to say another story, but like, it's so funny to like watch this movie and then read all the reviews from the time. You're like, so fucking dark and twisted, bro. And it's like, uh, I mean, I guess. It's no sallow. Lose it. Yeah. You know? Yes. It's no sallow. I kept. I want to write Ebert a letter, but he's fucking dead. That should be on the the VHS box. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, it's no sallow. Uh, okay, so what happens when when Batman meets Catwoman? It's another joke. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. It's <laughs> <laughs> freaking dick. That's a good the one. Bat, the Bat Dick, dude. Yeah. And of course, there's a great boner joke in uh, Batman Returns. It's probably something about a boner. I don't know what was it. Which one was that? When uh, in probably the best scene in the movie, when Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne are dancing at the man at the party, and she goes, "No hard feelings." He goes, "No hard feelings." She goes, "Well, semi hard." Yeah, that was a good joke. That was a dick joke. How right? many, how many iterations joke. of that joke do you think they went through? She's like, um, "No hard feelings." Well, I felt one on my thigh. What was this rated? No hard feeling. It was probably rated G. There's no way it was rated G. It could. It should. It doesn't. There nothing. Nothing warranted anything higher than a G. I, you're. This is such a Charles thing where like you don't understand young people at all, and you have no memory of. <laughs> all being right, I'll young. give it. It should be. It's probably PG thirteen. I'd, I'd say it should. This is. I mean, look. I'm not saying we. Oh wait, are, I got it right here. MPAA gives it a, a PG thirteen for brooding, dark violence. Well, that's. I mean, it is a dark. I found this movie quite sour. And maybe dark isn't the right word, obviously, in a post – God, we're, the list is so long now. Post-COVID-19, post-9-11, post-war in Iraq and Afghanistan, post – I mean, uh, endless police brutality against people of color, post – just it's the list is endless. But, like, yes, in 2020, this movie isn't dark in the way that – like, it's not a Serbian movie or whatever. Right. But – I mean, I mean, it's it's sour. It definitely. I understand why at the time people were like, "What the fuck is this?" Because the tone is just like, it's just off. Yeah, I mean, the opening lines of this movie are "Happy man, Merry Christmas," "Happy woman, Merry Christmas," and that sort of you sort of think this is going to be a light movie. It's going to be a Christmas movie. Well, here's my hot take. Ready? Batman Returns. Wait, I'm not ready. Fuck. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Are you ready now? I I already heard it, and I guess I blew my wad. Yeah, I'm shattered now. Hard feelings. <laughs> that do you think that was another one? Uh, hard, no hard feelings. Well, the wiser come on my leg. That's not really a joke in the traditional <laughs> sense. I guess. I mean, neither sort of is, like a, what was the final version of that joke? Semi hard. That's funny. <laughs> he's got a chub on. Yeah, he's got a little chub chub. Yeah. What's that little old, chubbers coming out of your the bat old, suit? The old bat dick. Okay. We're talking today, of course, about Can, Batman Returns. Wait, I just had a Tim uh, Burton film. An image at the end of the movie when he's like, 
I'm I you know who I am. I'm fucking Michael Keaton. And instead of ripping his mask off, he just like rips off part of his pants and his little dick flops out. It's like semi hard cock. So in your version of Batman Returns, Michael Keaton breaks the fourth wall, identifies himself as well, Michael Keaton, and then reveals his penis. <laughs> no, no. He's like the same scene where he's like, I, I just forget the name Batman sometimes, where he's like, no, Bruce Wayne. He's like, you think I'm Batman, but you know I'm Bruce Wayne. And, and now he rips off his rubber head. And then he's like, he's just sort of Michael Keaton with a rubber bat suit under him the whole time. It, it looked very silly. But I just am sort of imagining... Whoosh, the semi-hard pops out rather than the head. Well, we were like, blah, 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 blah. That's pretty good. That's a great semi-hard dick sound. Yeah, you did a great job. Blah, blah, blah. So I did a little research for this episode. Uh, well done. And uh, here's a few things that I think we should we should go into this movie knowing. Okay? You yes, ready? I, I actually, I think this is really great uh, sort of thing to get. Because yes. like, a lot happens behind the scenes. Right, right. Okay, so let's start with some things that I think everyone should know going into Batman Returns. Okay, penguins are flightless birds. While other birds have wings for flying, penguins have adapted flippers to help them swim in the water. Hmm. Most penguins live in the Southern Hemisphere, which makes Arctic World actually a misnomer in the film. It should be Antarctic World. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, fuck you, Tim Burton. You're a piece of shit. That, You're a piece of fucking shit. Every this movie's time a fucking lie. Every it's time a fucking lie. Arctic World is bullshit. It is bullshit. I'm glad it blew up. The Galapagos penguin is the only penguin species that ventures north of the equator in the wild. Wait, north of the equator? Wait, what are you talking in about? In the wild. There's a lot of... The Galapagos penguin is the only penguin that ventures oh, 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 north I... of the equator in the wild. I misheard you. Maybe. Hold on. Maybe. The penguin is a Galapagos penguin. So you're saying this isn't a mistake... Well, no. I mean, calling it Arctic world is still a mistake. You're right. It's still wrong. I, I tried to give it no, I, I... an I'm trying to yes and him, but when you think about Hollywood and the Me Too movement, it's guys like me yes anding powerful men like Tim Burton yeah. that allow sexism to be perpetuated and unspeakable crimes committed against people. I am like – I should be at Nuremberg. I was just trying to yes and – like I think a lot of the Nazis at Nuremberg were just trying to yes and Hitler. Like, look, we were trying to be – we are trying to contribute. We heard that this thing yes anding. We, right, we just this, wanted to kind of yes and. heard this thing yes anding. You see, there's this thing, it's yes ending, and Hitler would go off on these things, and we would just yes end, and it was, it was fun. I don't know. It got out of hand. It's a man with z- z- I'm doing French now. I mean, they would probably do the same thing. They yes ended him, too. They sure did. It's also in your cursed blood, because you are, of course. Ugh, every time I bleed, I'm just like, get as fucking far away from me as possible. When Charles bleeds, it's like a thick slurry of red wine, olive oil, and chunks of baguette. And snails, too. Yeah, frogs. And snails. I've actually – I had a escargot uh, a year or two ago, and I actually really enjoyed it. I mean, it sounds uh, like everything else. You just – like, this is why anyone can be vegan because, like, literally a snail doused in something delicious tastes delicious. So just douse anything in something, and it will be delicious. And that's the message today. That's, all right. That's my vegan message. Okay, so let me just get through the rest of the list just so we're all on the same page. Oh, sorry, Penguins sorry, sorry. can yeah, drink yeah, seawater. Yeah. Penguins spend about half their time in water and the other half on land. Uh, so we should actually rewatch Batman Returns to see if they nail that ratio. Because I swear to fucking God, it, the Arctic world thing is just the, the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, they got those there. Wait, scientists have very specifically nailed this down to a 50-50 breakdown in a Penguin's Day? Well, according to the good people at coolaustralia.org, yes. <laughs> Not Beano.com this week? Oh, take, take I've got t- Beano. I've got Beano on tap. No! Beano.com is coming up soon. 
Mm. You think I wasn't going to bring Beano to this? I, I was hoping. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to just like expect it. I've been let okay, down. I, pe- I peaked a lot when I got excited. I'm sorry. Okay, large penguin populations can be found in countries such as New Zealand, mm-hmm. Australia, mm-hmm. Chile, mm-hmm. Argentina, mm-hmm. and South Africa. Not mentioned, Gotham fucking city. Strike okay. three. You're out. Goodbye. No penguins live at the North Pole. Strike four. And, uh, You're out. Actually, that's sort of like strike one. Yeah, kind of. We're sort of like a, it's like an ancillary part of strike one. Yeah. It's like strike one A. Uh, the emperor penguin is the tallest of all penguin species, reaching as tall as 47 inches in height. That's, That's the, about the size of my penis. And, and uh, the emperor Napoleon. Yeah. Uh, okay, there's a lot of other facts here, and I think I'm going to not read all of them. But uh, Oh, here's oh you're one. not. You're not going to read me every single fact about a Fine. penguin? I'll read them all. Thank emperor you. penguins can stay underwater for around 20 minutes at a time. Holy shit. Emperor penguins often huddle together to keep warm in the cold temperatures of Antarctica. Why are they, why okay. they just move? I bet you're wondering what's the second largest penguin species. Charles, king penguins are the second largest penguin species. They have four layers of feathers to help keep them warm in the cold sub-Antarctic islands where they breed. That's right, where they get their little penguin cocks out and ram them into some penguin pussy holes. Because that's I love how penguins this fuck. dumb scientist asshole. I think – I know this is not very interesting, but I'm going to say it anyway because I'm – you know, sorry. It's never – it's literally never stopped you before. Why would we start now? What's it called when scientists, what's it called, taxonomy? When they're like animals, the, the kingdoms, the phylums, the species, those things? Is that called taxonomy? Yeah, it's the branch of science concerned with classification, especially of organisms. I am fucking done with taxonomy. Because the other day I'm like... Uh, go off, gang. Yeah, thank you. I was like, Amy, I saw a turtle out on the out on the on the walk this morning and she's like well it's probably a tortoise because you know turtles live in water and tortoises don't and i was like they look the fucking who gives a fuck you know and then we looked it up and it's like oh it was actually a turtle because you know sometimes they don't live in the water sometimes they leave the water it's like are you fucking kidding me scientists from 150 years ago were like we're gonna call this one a turtle and that one a tortoise Fuck you and fuck these assholes who are naming things emperors and then kings and then dukes and then viscounts and then what the fuck? Fuck this ass. Okay? So so chinstrap penguins get their name from the thin black band under their head. Chinstrap penguins. At times it looks like they're wearing a black helmet, which might be useful as they're considered the most aggressive type of penguin. Yeah, until uh, until uh, Danny DeVito came along. <laughs> yeah, put some bombs <laughs> on him. <laughs> tried to kill like all those people. With a penguin. Okay, we're almost done. Crested penguins have yellow crests as well as red bill and eyes. That's a very specific bit of information there. A yellow-eyed penguins, or hoiho, are endangered penguins native to New Zealand. Their population is believed to be around 4,000. See, Little I'm, blue I'm penguins. the yellow-eyed one. Like, just name the penguin after something that I can tell it apart. Oh, that's the yellow-eyed penguin? What, what do you think that one's called? It's called the yellow-eyed penguin. Well, hold on. We've got the crested penguin, the chinstrap penguin. Those are all, pr- right. I think, pretty... Yeah, I'm saying Evocative. like this asshole that was like, Haha, I'm going to name all these penguins after different levels of monarchists. It's the finest penguin in the land. The, emperor. the emperor. The emperor's penguin. I hope that guy got executed by scientists. I'm looking it up. Uh, yeah, he was ex- he was shot. Such a fast head. research. Yeah, in, in Juarez by the cartels. Uh, the little blue penguins are the smallest type of penguin. They average around 13 inches in height. Uh, that's about the size of my flaccid penis. See, that's brilliant. A- they call them the little blue penguin. Immediately, without even seeing one, I know it's going to be both little and blue. But, and, and true to form, they are indeed, uh, they average around a height of 13 inches. I like that scientist. 
That's one for me. Uh, so penguins in Antarctica have no land-based predators. Yeah, clearly they haven't met friggin' Batman. <laughs> 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 Fucking idiots. Uh, a penguin's black and white plumage serves as camouflage while swimming. The black plumage on their back is hard to see from above. Thanks, science. While the white plumage on the front looks like ice reflecting off the surfaces of the water when seen from below. And you know, it's those all those dumb ones that were swimming upside down in this movie. Wait, more, I'm sorry. This just blew my more mind. Lies. Oh, well. You're not going to. This is insane. This is a story. Okay. I'm ready. You, you're right. Okay. So do you remember the name of the website from which I am drawing my information about penguins? Yeah, like australiascool.gov or something? Coolaustralia.org. Okay. I just yeah. got to the bottom of the page. Yeah. It says source science kids. Wait, what? Do you know what the science kids website is? Wait. Oh, oh, okay. So it's not just kids. It's a website called science kids. Sciencekids.co.nz. <gasps> Wait. What? Australia is ripping off this information from another country? We are blowing up this fucking shit on this fucking episode because coolaustralia.org is poaching their bullshit from a fucking New Zealand website. We got and that is fucked. <clears throat> Josh, you are an award-winning journalist doing your job live on the podcast. I want everyone out there to know that you too can win awards for journalism by Googling information about penguins and then scrolling down to the very bottom yeah. finding out where this bullshit seeped in from. And the answer is fucking New Zealand. But don't click. So click on those links. But there's sometimes on websites links that are like, if you look closely at this picture, you understand why your husband killed that guy. Or, and then there's like a cropped picture of a woman and like you can just see like the outline of Cleave and it's like, there's more cleavage when you click this picture. How much more? You won't know until you click this picture. I click. And here's the thing. It. There is ultimately a finite amount of cleavage possible. Well. Right. Like what answer is really going to shock you? You know what I mean? <laughs> if it was like two feet, I'd be like, that's a fucking, that's a lot of cleavage. Holy shit. How big is a uh, little blue penguin? About 13 inches on average. More than a little blue penguin. It's about the size of my cleavage. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you a personal question? Uh, yeah. Why should you not write a book on penguins? Oh, God, do we switch over to Beano.com? Because switch? writing a book on paper is much easier. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Beano.com slash post slash penguin dash jokes. are Beano, 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 Beano. So when I meet new people, I always talk about my giant pet penguin. You heard about this? You heard about this? Yeah, it's a good icebreaker. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Why? I don't. I don't really get. That. I understand. Uh, that... pe- penguins live around ice. I think is the th- idea. Right. So wouldn't that not break the ice? Wouldn't you want to well, keep that ice like nice and frozen for those penguins? Uh, funny you should have said that. What do you call a penguin with no eye? So here's we talk. You already talked. Penguin. We... You just did it. Penguin. <laughs> Wait. You I'm... just did it. Oh, I get you it. You were saying penguin in a cute way. Yeah. That's the punchline to a Beano.com joke. Oh, see, I already knew this that. episode brought to you by Bino.com. Go to Bino. They've got images of jokes. I've and never the jokes been to are Bino. Awesome. Can I I'm, I'm on the trivia page of IMDb and I would like to tell you like probably the scariest thing that I've I've learned about the behind the scenes of this movie. OK. Uh, 349 out of 353 people, meaning only four people did not find this interesting. Danny DeVito remained in character between takes. And if you can imagine the night... These takes must have gone on and on because... 
everyone's in costumes and it's all this shit. Like Michelle Pfeiffer had to like put on talcum powder and well, she was vacuum sealed into yeah. the fucking outfit. She was apparently she couldn't do long takes because she would like pass out. Right. So can you if you can imagine like all that's like there must have been a lot of time between takes and little old Danny DeVito's were scampering around with that dumb nose like just screaming at you about penguins and shit. And his mom. Grabbing titties, eating raw fish. <laughs> You're the pussy I've been looking for. I miss my mom. I miss my so dad. On the count of three, let's talk about the, let's identify the worst part of the movie. Ready? Oh, shit. One. Wait, no, I'm not ready. I mean, I don't know. I have a lot to choose from. I know, but what's the, uh, an entire segment of the film that pretty much never works? I, I, one, I, I'm scared. Okay, one. Two. Three, the penguin. Oh, is you didn't that say it? anything? Well, I, I was gonna say I'm too scared to say anything, but I just figured I'd let you do it because you always try oh, to yeah. do this and we try to like sync up. I'm just too nervous. I, I have like test. Well, anxiety. Jews are usually the vanguard of culture, anyways. Yeah. So I don't, I don't mind stepping first through the breach into saying that, despite the wonderful Dan DeVito, who I genuinely adore. Oh yeah, he's great. The, the penguin's story and plot and scheme and world is so genuinely shitty that it's a real bummer so i thought you were like looking for a specific scene i was like of course it has the penguin in it but honestly i've like mostly cast those out of my memory even though i just watched it like 18 hours ago and i watched it half an hour ago yeah okay you're this is perfect because for me in my experience as soon as i just am like dumping scenes from this movie every 10 minutes just like it's so awful i this is definitely a mess but here's i hesitate Okay, go ahead. I just want to say before, because I don't want you to be on the defensive. I don't want you to feel like I'm coming at you, even if you like this movie. Because for me, we talked about this last episode. Like, I just got out of watching the two-hour and 40-minute Zodiac, which is sort of a... It's it's amazing. And, like, if anyone else had directed Batman Returns or Batman, I would be in. I just find Tim Burton to be repellent for me. I hate everything about him. So... This movie just is not going to work for me. So I'm, I'm even if you, I just want you to come at it. If you liked it, don't be like, don't be like, oh, Charles didn't like it, so I'm going to not really say very much. I want to know. I, you just, I just am putting it out there that I am destined to hate this movie, and it doesn't really matter because it just, it just doesn't work for me. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's sure. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a yeah, no, That's fine. just. I figured I got to know. Yeah. No. You that's, know? that's just your. Yeah. It's your. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I don't know, maybe we should do the fucking episode then if you fucking hate the movie so fucking much, huh? No, 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 I love you. Okay, so it's like, fuck you, Josh. No, no, this fuck was, you, you missed the point. I must have said it wrong. I'm just Fuck you, man. Look, if you like it, I don't want you, you come to... Come at me, I will fucking take you down. I will I... shred your whole fucking life, bro. You've already See this done knife? it. I was, I was bending this knife <laughs> while you were talking. Wait, screenshot that. Send okay. that to the FBI. For, for people who can't see, I have taken a knife and just twisted it into a macabre shape that <laughs> like indicates a, my rage. Like Tim Burton would. Nothing can be normal. Oh, so God. His shit's so, so nuts. You've seen, you seen those clowns? Uh, no. So let me say this about this movie. It's not a good movie. I didn't like watching it. I also watched Zodiac in the last week. And that's two hours and 40 minutes that I adore watching because it's well-made and fun and flows and things make sense. And there's a, a sense of tension and a, a structure that's very exciting. This is a two-hour movie that was really difficult to get through. And what's heartbreaking is that I think Michelle Pfeiffer's performance is magnificent. And I think she is wonderful in this movie. And I was genuinely heartbroken to think that 
I don't know. Maybe it's either like idiot studio stuff where you have to pack in characters to make something work or sexism, the idea of like her not being able to carry the movie as a one-on-one just between her and Keaton. But man, she gives it her all in this and I love her performance and pretty much everything she does in this I find awesome. And I found myself being like, if we could just dump this like messy, nonsensical Penguin story that like never at any point makes sense or is compelling. Because like you may not love the Joker, but like you sort of get his deal in Batman. Yeah. And in Penguin, he's like a rich orphan who lives in a zoo, but the zoo is also a carnival oh, or something. Jesus and he also Christ. has limitless resources and like an army and they can sort of do anything, but he wants to be mayor with Max Shrek for reasons that are not super well explicated. Like all of that is just a disaster. But meanwhile, you have Michelle Pfeiffer playing Selena Kyle, who is, you know, this woman who has been treated like shit by men her entire life. Mm -hmm. And after like when she's reborn after being murdered by her boss, she self actualizes in this like thrilling, awesome way where she doesn't want or need Batman. She thinks she doesn't want or need. She she just like wants to be herself and not like live life by other people's standards. And I think that story is well acted and interesting, and suffocated in a lot of really, really, really dumb bullshit. So we talked about this last episode, or maybe I I don't know. I definitely felt this where this movie has the pacing of this movie sucks in the same way that like I couldn't keep track of characters like whether he was like i couldn't keep track of like the the like goons joker's goons and the police i couldn't track of like what the mayor was up to and who yeah i didn't even know who what's his name was like the who's the the harvey dent like i barely even understood what that human being was in the world of batman and this is the same thing we have four fucking characters we have 18 sub characters we have five plot lines all of them are boring and suck except for like Batman, it's not even a Batman. This isn't a Batman movie. Batman barely does it's anything. It's a Batman movie if you don't like Batman, which I, it's a great theme that Chris Nolan would later pick up in The Dark Knight Rises by thankfully removing Batman from that film for a long stretch of a Batman movie, which I is always good. I cannot wait for the Batverse part two. Because like all I wanted to do when watching this one especially, like the last one was fine. I was like, okay, it's sort of cool to be like, this is a comic book movie. This isn't like a real life movie. And this one was so awful for me to watch. I was like, I just want the reality of the dark Knight. I just want to watch a bank heist in like IMAX. That's all. I I don't want to sit through this anymore. I just want to be in that world. Well, okay, the problem with this movie is about putting a hat on a hat on a hat just with penguin or an umbrella on with, an umbrella with, on an umbrella. Oh God. Cause with Joker, you're like, he's a crazy gangster guy. And he's lost his mind and he's taking his revenge on the world. There isn't really much of a plan other than he's a gangster guy on steroids, essentially. Right. With Penguin, he's an orphan who wants to find his identity. Yep. He wants to be accepted by society. Yep. He also wants to secretly subvert society and yep. be its Penguin King. Yep. And he's also working with Max Shrek. And he also yep. has his circus army, which is never explained unless I miss something. <laughs> no. Like, it, it's so much shit to put on one character. So when no matter how hard Danny DeVito tries, you're just left being like, what the fuck is this guy's deal? Like, he's why is he a penguin man? He's not a penguin man in any other depiction of penguin other than Tim Burton's dumbass brain. Ugh. And you know what's weird is that, like, you mentioned him trying. Like, I feel like he's more intense and, like, crazy in shit like It's Always Sunny. 
Like he he's like at a he's at like a four, a sleepy four in this movie. Oh, I I wouldn't. I, I mean, he's the, the scene where he's like you know eating a raw fish in a corporate political office. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's that, great. That's I I I couldn't stand it because it's just I don't know. Like he's at maybe he's at a ten, but it's like the Tim Burton ten, which is just so far out of reality that it just everything gets so subverted for me. Well, I hear what you're saying because essentially, even though I find Chris Nolan to be often unimaginative and needlessly gray, just to because he enjoys that aesthetic. The fact that in this movie, people seem to actually really like the Penguin for a little bit, despite literally everything about the Penguin. Right. Like, we're just shown Gotham as, like, a city of, like, malleable clowns who are just so fucking dumb that it's it's hard to humanize them. It doesn't like, make no any... no one behaves normally and not in a cool comic book way, just like in a something happens, something happens, something happens. There's no relationship between anything else. Like, it's just... Well, I would even say crazy. that the, the relationship is antithetical. Antithetical. And antithetical antithetic thanks antithetical because you have one scene the penguin and his goons attack uh for no reason like zero reason at all and then one scene later he saves a baby and it's as though he hasn't done anything dangerous to the city of gotham and they're just like oh you saved my baby welcome oh you look weird but well because- the, but then they make a point earlier in the film that people have noticed the penguin man and talked about it Remember the newsy, right? And they're like, penguin like, man. Yes, but it's like, oh, he's a he goes from a violent criminal, literally just shooting guns and setting things on fire, to saving one baby, which seems very much like a setup so that he'll be accepted, and then he's accepted, and then the mayor disappears. Then, they're, then they're like, this is the this is the shit that drives me crazy. They're like, I'm going to run for mayor, but it's not an election year. Don't worry, we can recall the mayor and have a special election. And it's like, what the fuck? Shut Why up. is this so complicated? Yeah. It doesn't need to be this complicated. Just have it set during an election year, okay? Right, like like if the point is about how like powerful this corporate asshole Max Shrek, who by the way, legend has it is based on one uh Drumpf, uh one Cheeto man, uh Orange Man bad? Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, that's I also right. heard he was based on uh, J.P. Morgan. Well, that's crazy. J.P. Morgan never would have acted like that. He was full psycho. J.P. Morgan was old school psycho. Maybe it was just his costume was based on J.P. Morgan. I went to J.P. Morgan's house in New York when I was young, and it was cool to like walk around with like, a guy who like literally bailed out the United States, I think multiple times lived. Like, that's how cool it was to be rich back then. You could just like buy America back yeah. every once in a while. Yep. Now you have to, like, pay for absolute, like, chodes, like, political assholes to, like, do your bidding for you. Where back in the day, they were like, I'm just going to write a check for America. And, you're... and how about you just leave alone all my steelworks, you right. fucking losers. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to say that you said he's a, the only, like, real trait, especially at the beginning of the movie, was that he looked weird. And that's what I one of the things I fucking hate about Tim Burton. And also one of the things I hate about Roald Dahl, which, like, Roald Dahl's, like, accepted as this, like cool demented children's storyteller but this one thing that he does over and over again is like he makes bad guys just ugly and fat and weird looking as though like just because they're fat and ugly and weird looking that means like oh of course they're gonna be awful like they threw away a baby because it had a weird nose and a weird hand well hold on it also ate cats yes because they put it into a cage and didn't feed it well i'm just saying like it's classic tim burton to introduce an unbelievably massive idea and just be like, and that's that he's a penguin man. And anyways, on with the show. And you're like, how does anyone not get hung up on that basic 
what the fuck is going on with this? It's not like fun and fantastical. It's like it's distracting and unnecessary. It's like in, in uh, 1918, 1917, that movie. I already forgot it existed. Yeah. Wait, 1917? Yeah, the camera trick where at a certain point you're like, this is all I can think about is this right. dumb fucking – like – so anyways, th- I found that very irritating and having grown up watching Burgess Meredith uh, play the Penguin on the classic Adam West stuff, it's kind of fun that he's just like a super smart, weird, rich guy who's weird and shit. Like you don't need to like – the yes. garnish of him literally being a deformed animal man is like – I don't know. And then like can someone fucking – take Tim Burton to the psychiatrist to talk about circuses or something like what is the deal uh, it sucks it sucks um I want to read a four-star letterboxd review and sort of this is where I'm coming from okay because everyone this is why everyone's like oh this is so fucking dark so fucking twisted oh my god I can't believe this is like a a subversive Hollywood blockbuster for the summer but it's fucking set in Christmas time Fuck you. Look at that. Tim Burton made a fucking Christmas time summer movie. Look at this amazing. Yes. Sorry. What? Well, mm-hmm. I want to point out earlier that my hot take was that, you know, if you think about it, Batman mm-hmm. Returns is a Christmas movie. So I'm saying yeah. it's nice to see that, like, other people have, have already warmed to the idea. Yeah. So the, this is this is by Matt Lynch. I don't know. His reviews always show up for me. This is his review. All in lowercase letters. Just that's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> Three cosplaying homicidal psychotics driven insane by a pulpy combination of sexual desire emotional trauma and socioeconomic anxiety wage open armed conflict in a major metropolitan area that's stupid and wrong this was bankrolled by a major studio and released to an eager public end of review so this is my point is like even if that were true which which it it emphatically is not okay just for the record but like just this movie openly talks about its themes. This is not an edgy, subversive movie. So, like, that is a, sounds like a cool idea. But when the movie is like, I want to meet my mom and dad. Oh, I'm just, it's like when you just, like, openly talk about your themes, that is not a cool, edgy, dark movie. That's not even a movie. And that's why uh, I just, I, yeah, zero stars. This is not a movie. Well, Again, I love Michelle Pfeiffer in this. I really love her. I think she lights up the screen. Her transformation is exceptional. And if this movie was about her as a woman and confronting her life in a big city and in a, a, a violent, scary world, like, I, I think she was amazing. I hated it. We get it. I just, like, every time. No, but I'm just saying, like, she. it's not cool, like, to have her be, like, every fucking scene in the first 20 minutes is, like, Oh, look at me. I'm, oh, look at this. Oh, I come, oh, hello, honey. Oh, wait, I'm single. Oh, wait, here's all my phone messages telling me exactly what my life is. It's like, Jesus Christ, can you just stop doing this? Can you give me a character and not just like force feed me character traits? But I think she pulls it off. You're right. On paper, it's not great. I think Michelle Pfeiffer slams it. And the whole Honey, I'm Home like reprise when she comes back to the house later, is I think that that it works for me within that moment. And I think that the uh, A Kiss is More Deadly Than Poison exchange that her and Bruce do the inverse of in, from scene to scene. Yeah. I liked that. The, the mistletoe thing, I thought that was good. I thought that scene where they're at the dance together, because uh, Keaton is so checked out in this. It's yeah, almost amazing. It's very weird. I it's think like, he made this to, like, buy a house, literally. I think I, I read it on a Marin interview. He was like, yeah, I, I wanted to buy a house. So he I got $11 million for this, and he was, like, barely in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just quick quick question. What do you call a penguin in the desert? Um, a, hmm, a hot pup bird? Lost, my friend. 
loss. Bino's fucking bringing the A game today. Yeah, Bino got some fire. Bino well, is out of. I think jokes about pop culture are like too infused with the pop culture to be like they're just more for the fans. So we're like penguins. No one's a penguin fan. These are just going to be good. But the thing is that penguin as the traditional depiction of penguin works great as a villain. Making this penguin so ludicrously overburdened with different plot lines and objectives and goals, it just drags the entire movie through the fucking floor. He had so much to do. It's so sad. Yeah. And it's not fair to Danny DeVito. It's too much for any one actor to accomplish, and none of it really works. Ditto for Walken, who I I love and everything, but like that character, Shrek is barely a person, a a terrible character. Also, I thought it was Johnny Depp for like one second. That's crazy. Well, I just feel like Burton has this look and he just like dresses everybody the same and gives them all the same hair. And like Johnny Depp is very known for being a Burton guy. And I was like, oh, uh, whoa. And it just sort of confused me for one second before he started he's talking. He's also known for, uh, for spousal abuse. They both are or just Depp? No, just Depp. Just okay. Depp. It's hard to imagine Tim Burton having the muscle mass to really do much of anything. I mean, you know, words can, words can hurt. Yeah. And so can a kiss if you mean it. More than a mistletoe. Let's talk about another thing in this movie that sucks. It's funny how in the CGI era, people often bemoan sets, the lack of physical sets. <laughs> That's like the best thing that we've ever lost, like 70 years of just shooting shit inside of a building like that. In this movie, you just feel like they're like <laughs> legally not allowed to leave several spaces. Yeah. And we just keep coming back to these ridiculous spaces over and over and over again. And, and I admire the sheer batshit, if, you, if you'll excuse the, uh, the pun. Like, they're very crazy sets, and I admire people making crazy shit. I, like, that's cool. But, like, if we spend any more time in that one square in that movie, I would have lost my mind. That was the same square in the first movie. And it, it becomes like an albatross. Like, it becomes just like... Again, a sucking void where it's like we just can't escape going around the same turn into the same fucking dumbass room. And it's a room, motherfucker. It's crazy. It's like three set pieces happen at the Christmas tree lighting. And it's so fucking boring. Like, okay, another another shootout at the Christmas tree. Oh, look, a person fell on the Christmas. Jesus Christ. And then also, like, they were that whole idea, he kind of beat to death in Batman. Yes, it's just like get a new idea, motherfucker. Like it's a sequel. So live a little. The the framing. I I don't know. My mom, when I grew up, she always hated movies where people were wrongfully accused of things, and she never even saw wrongfully accused the Leslie Nielsen movie just because, like the title itself, is like no way, no thanks, mom. She says she said that to herself. No thanks, yes. mom. Yeah, she said that right. to her. Um, and I can't imagine her watching this movie because like there's a huge part of this movie where we're all like wait batman is batman bad batman bad and it's dumb because of course like i don't know it, 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 i do agree with you and but no that's like the laziness it, of this movie where it's like you have all these fucking plots and none of them make sense like one minute danny devito's bad oh next minute he's good oh everyone loves batman until without really any evidence except batman's on the same building as somebody who just died and was like oh batman's bad it's like Burton just... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like the badoop badoop badoo of his yeah. storytelling, where it's like, and this happens, and Wait, this happens, a... and this happens. Is that the, the semi-hard dick? 
The uh, I guess so. Yeah, they're, they're, they bear a distant relation. Yeah. I imagine. I, I didn't have that in mind, but uh, well, I do now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, but we are hitting on some stuff that we have to talk about. Uh, I wanted to. I did some more research for the episode just to to get, dig into some of the claims made in this movie. Um, so this is from PetPlan.co.uk. Uh, the facts behind a cat's nine lives. A common myth that we've all heard is that cats have nine lives. But mm-hmm. where does this fiction of feline immortality actually come from? Wait, this and is a why fiction. is it the number nine? Wait, 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 Excuse wait. me? This is a fiction? Well, no, stick with me, okay? okay? Do cats actually have nine lives? Oh, okay. Here we go. Ready? I, yes. I'm going to say yes this time. No. <laughs> what? Just cats con- have one life just like any other living creature. Huh. Huh, makes you think, right? Uh, but, you know, a cat is probably the most independent pet out there. They can withstand falls and other serious accidents, and uh, Selena does fall quite a bit in this film yeah. without being fatally wounded. She never lands on her feet, this, though. Well, we have to keep thinking she's died. I'm just saying, like, that's the, like, the most cat thing I've ever, like, if you drop a cat, it'll always land on its feet. Not if always. She's... I've seen my cat Harry go right in his old pooper. Right on the pooper? He just flopped down right on this exposed rectum. Got with shit coming out. I saw him poop today. I rarely, I've like almost never seen Harry shit. That's so true. I got him a new robot litter box. What you did? Well, because in our new apartment, you know, it's it's a one bedroom. It's not the biggest apartment in the world. So that the the the, uh, the 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 robot litter box is outside our bathroom, which is near the kitchen. So I was I was eating something, and I just like watched Harry take a shit. Wait. This is what I will never understand about cat owners. Is like you just like have a box of shit. It sounds like in your kitchen. It's a robot box that hides the poop in a little secret compartment. But it's in your kitchen. It's far from food. Not, it's not really the food. Uh, obviously, you're not going to like throw food on the ground. And you think I'm eating the turds out of the box? <laughs> that, that was you my point, You think I'm yeah. going over to that box and going, yum, 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 a little snack for daddy. Let's see. We got the refrigerator. We got the pantry. We got the cupboards. And we got the little turd box for late night snacks. Honey, I'm making dinner. Do you want some? Uh, no, dear. I had a late lunch. And then I wipe my mouth and it's covered in fucking cat shit. I've been wolfing down turds. Yeah. Oh, God. No, it's look, life is just filthy. You're so you're always like you're always caught up. One dogs eat shit and eat dead stuff and roll in dead stuff. And then you're like, oh, come over to bed. Come on, lie with me in bed, you dumb piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Dogs are fucking disgusting. Cats are relatively clean, comparatively. Josh, dogs have enzymes in their mouth, okay? Have you ever heard so of those does things? fucking everybody. Okay, Josh, dogs have enzymes. Okay, so they can okay, eat okay, a shit dinner. Okay, and I don't care if they lick my face. I ah, sort of like ah, it. Ah. Um, this is a horny movie. Cause penguin, no, it's not. Penguin be I'm trying saying. to molest right left. Penguin's like dying to molest. There's that great scene where he's like, I get to molest all day as mayor, which as it turns out in American politics is essentially the most accurate part of the movie. I'm going to interrupt you because this is like the only thing I thought of while I was ending this movie was like, and I'm not trying to shame people that have never had sex. This is not my point to be like, it's bad that you don't have sex. I'm saying this movie was made. It like feels like Tim Burton has never actually had sex. He's just heard about it. I mean, this is not a sexy movie. This is not a weird movie. It's not a perverse movie. This is like a guy that has never had sex making a sexy movie. If you don't think Michelle Pfeiffer in that outfit licking Michael Keaton's face is arousing, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I'd lo- that's what I, I texted you right after I finished. Like, 
I would watch the 90 minute cut where all 90 minutes was a like planet earth level slow motion of just hair licking his face. And I think that's a, that is a very good movie. I'd watch that Batman, the Batman unfurling thing that I sent you. Yes. The title card does unfurl, which is (laughs) an interesting choice. Um, If you made that movie, I I would have hard feelings about it. If you catch my drift, Mm, not semi penis, not semi. No, that's great stuff. Yeah, you got emperor level stuff. emperor level dong happening down there. Full emp. We're talking the full forty seven inch emperor experience. No little blue penguin for me on that glorious be, day. I just sort of had an image of if men's penises sort of like I don't know. You weren't stuck with the same size for most of your life, and it could like I don't know, sort of like grow and shrink based on your level of arousal. So I guess you could still be like. I think Shame. it does grow and shrink based on level of No, arousal. no, but I'm saying like not going from like size one to size two, but just like an infinite array of sizes depending on how aroused you were. Like you could go full amp if you're like really feeling it. You could get that 47, but maybe sometimes you're just feeling kingly. And then sometimes so you're, you're feeling little blue. imagining like a, a, a spectrum with defined like percentages of like that correspond yeah. to arousal. And all named after penguins. <sighs> So like, You'd be like, hey, uh, you see that new barista? He gave me a real crested penguin, if you catch my drift. And then Alice would be like, Josh, what's wrong? You're, you're, you're rather me like, Josh, you can't get hard tonight. You're like, Josh, you're only, you're only a little blue one tonight. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm tired, baby. For all the, the conservatives listening, yes, this is the future liberals want. <laughs> penguin dicks. <laughs> penguin dicks. So uh, cats have a large surface area compared to their weight, reducing the force of landing. Cats have evolved to live in trees and therefore have adapted to conquer falls. Their writing reflex enables them to twist their bodies and land safely on their feet and their flexibility in their bones and ligaments, which help them to sustain minimal injury from many different accidents. So I'm hearing a lot of, you know, maybe not circumstantial evidence, but just sort of like fluff evidence. What's the stuff that's like not related uh, there's a word for this in legal terms where it's like, oh, that's evidence, but it doesn't actually prove anything. I think as Commissioner Gordon says in The Batman Returns, holding up the bat wing, yeah. circumstantial evidence. Okay, sure. Let's stick with that. Might not be right. But anyway, this is a lot of circumstantial evidence. I'm still not seeing really any proof that cats don't have nine lives. Well, we do in the movie it does depict uh, with great veracity that that cat woman had at least nine lives. She probably has more because she 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 died a lot. I, I know they were counting it off. Well, did you catch it? They count, she counts to seven, and then yeah. she tackles Max and tongue kisses him with a taser, and he dies. Yeah. And so uh, it's implied at the end that she indeed had a ninth life. Wait, she's only got one left, though. Bum, bum, bum. That must be scary to be like to have wasted all nine of them on one or all eight of them just on one thing. Hold on. The revenge against your murderer? That's like the shit I, you're supposed to do that. Yeah, but she's badass. She could have probably just made out with one i would say even zero he was such a loser hey Just, do you know who i wish had nine lives because she's a girl boss and a total queen michelle uh the notorious rbg yeah she's gonna die soon oh uh, she's so fierce though if she had nine lives she could be a judge forever and we could make more movies about her jesus can you imagine that judge forever that's what the american creators wanted we should like, make a Judge Dredd reboot, but it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, my God. Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. Yeah. And she's like, gradual state-based reform. And she puts the mask on. Yeah. Nah, that'd be so cool. I don't take off the mask. 
Okay, that was anti-Semitic. You're an anti-Semite. Is she Jewish? Is Ruth Bader Ginsburg Jewish? I, that was I don't know. That's why I asked. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. She's a Jew. She's a descendant of Alham and Av- and Sarah, Rachel, and Rachel, uh-huh. Yitzhak. Yeah. Just listen to you know, the, the, the crew. There's so many forefathers and mothers. God, we'd be here all day. People wouldn't. I think people would be into that. I don't have time for that. An 80 hour episode where you just list the descendants of Abraham or whatever. Hey, uh, you hear about how this penguin built a Lego house? You hear about mm. this? Uh, no, actually, I didn't hear about that one. Was it in the news? Oh, it was in the, yeah, Bino.com. Uh, it glues it together. It glues Wait. it together. Yeah. It glues it together. It glues it together. It, it glues, glues it together. It together. So it made it a, glues it together. It made a house. No, that's how it built the Lego house. It, it glues it together. Why would you do that? Then you'd just be stuck with it. Glues it. It glues it. It glues it. I get it now. I was just like baffled by you glue well, your Legos together. Good fuck. Good humor is not necessarily stuff that you laugh at. Okay. Okay. It makes you think. I guess what you're saying. Some humor makes you think. Like, yeah. for example, you hear about this penguin's favorite relative? You heard about this? Uh, probably. You heard about this? The, uh, wait. I'm not going to. What is it? Just Antarctica. Antarctica. The penguin's favorite relative. Antarctica. <laughs> I mean, at least Arctica. that one's accurate because that's where they live. Why don't penguins fly? Because we already went over this. Because they- they're not tall enough to be pilots. It's pretty good. It's pretty good because it's, it's like they're plain. They fly planes. They're also this dumb a, as shit. This is a vegan joke for you. What, what do penguins eat for lunch? Mm, I don't know. Fish? Icebergers. <laughs> that shit's vegan, dude. <laughs> yeah, because it's just ice and It's bread. just ice. And they're just eating it. Yeah. But you know what else they like to eat? Burritos. Not burgers? No, because it's cold. Burritos. Right, but it could have been Burgers. Well, we already fucking did the burgers bit. You want me to? Fine, I'll do it your fucking way. We'll yeah, let's get two burgers. That would be funnier too because it's like an unexpected. It's like, oh, it's what also a bang- burgers. What a, what a I said penguins. What a penguins. What a penguins like to eat burgers. You happy? I'm happy. Can we talk about the music in Batman Returns? Yeah, fuck Danny Elfman up the fucking wazoo. What a dumbass. Holy shit. Other than the cool synth music during Max Shrek's holiday party, which was dope. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Do you think he even wrote that? Probably not. I don't know. This, like that whole – I'm not even sure what era it is, if it's 80s or 90s or if it continued for how long. But the whole like while, while shit is happening yeah. where it's like a lively city scene. You're like, I know. I'm looking at it. It's a movie. <laughs> yes. I know with my eyes that I'm watching stuff happen. I don't need the little sprightly little jaunty theme to rem- – like we're looking at the bustling Gotham Square for Pete's sake. This is this – is the- thankfully over if you listen to any like we used to talk about this on the jaws episode like if you watch any movie that john williams scored like he's got one good track maybe that you would not listen to while watching a movie and then the rest of it is just dog shit well just it's like take your foot off the gas a little bit let the movie breathe for a minute jesus like the big lush orchestral scores and shit like suck a dong yeah i just rewatched there will be blood that's how you score a fucking movie. Yeah. Actually, it was weird because you you seem to... I remember you liked the score for in uh, for uh, the one with the mushrooms. And to me, that's like not Danny Elfman level, like take the gas off, but it's it's bordering on Elfman. Phantom Threat. Yeah. 
We can't – I'm not going to get back into a, that argument on our big Batman Returns episode. All right. The fans want us to talk Batman Returns, the movie where Batman is mostly kind of chilling out and, and, and occasionally shows up but isn't like – you know, he's not in it too much. Don't worry. There's not yeah. too much Batman. There's not really very much at all. Yeah, don't sweat it. Like if you were like, oh, no, more Batman in the Batman movie – but Josh, isn't that fucking daring as shit to make a Batman movie where he just like is Bruce Wayne and his big Batman scene, he rips his stupid head off and it's like, I'm just Bruce Wayne and I love you. I want to fuck you. I want to do sex with you, Catwoman. Uh, Tim Burton's like writing the scripts like, do people say do sex with you? I say it. Does anyone else say that? And they're like, yes, yes, Tim. Yes, and. Like, Great. Do sex. I want to do sex with you, Catwoman. Nailed it. I was moved by that. That's good writing. Tim, write me Tim. another picture. What's Tim going to do next? He just did Tim. Dumbo. He did Dumbo. Well, Dumbo was a fucking disaster. It's a dumb disaster. Absolutely. It was a um, dumb bomb. It wasn't uh, dumb bomb. It was dumb bomb. He's made nothing but disgusting movies his entire career, and it sucks. Hold Even on. Ones Ed, I like Ed Wood are... rules. Okay. I haven't Ed seen Wood Ed Wood. Ed Wood is a really good movie. And again, it's like... Tim Burton making, I guess, his most realistic film? Yeah, I guess so. It's basically about as close to reality as he gets. And then you get the remake of Planet of the Apes, the remake of Charlie and Chocolate, the remake of Sweeney Todd, the remake of Alice in Wonderland, and then Corpse Bride, fucking Corpse Bride is a terrible fucking movie. I walked out of that when I saw it in high school. I walked out. It felt like all the music was written the day of the shoot. I've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas, and I have no it interest in seeing it. so much. Well, I, Beetlejuice is awesome. I don't like Beetlejuice it, owns. That's just because I can't, I just don't, I can't get into it. I just can't get into anything. This this guy's got a brain that isn't weird and twisted. It's so boring and normal, and it's just like, it's like, what's that dumb Boston band where they wore bowler hats? Like, the two people from Boston were bowlers? Oh, uh, fucking, uh... The Bowery uh, kids? No, or, uh... No? You're, you speak of Amanda Palmer's original band. Yeah. Oh, fucking, they're terrible. Coin, Operated Boy, that bullshit. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. I mean, Amanda Palmer is the fucking worst. By the way, she has done many, many covers of Fuck the Police by NWA that are completely <laughs> unabridged covers, if you follow, if you catch my drift. And oh, there are yeah. many, many videos of her doing this. Sucks. Like on oh, YouTube. It's, it's uh, the Dresden Dolls. Oh, terrible. I feel like Tim Terrible. Also, is... Dresden was a fucking horrific war crime. And doing your, like, theater kid with the ukulele bullshit, it's so disrespectful. And this is why I know there's maybe some problems with the Nolan version of this, but, like, I don't want, I don't want burlesque, like, theater kid dumb shit in a Batman movie. I don't want it in any movie, and specifically not one that's actually dark and twisted about people that have... As this review says, I mean, you can tell me why you disagree with this, but like, it is about people that have sex, like crazy sexual desire and sexual subversion and all these things that are like actually a part of their lives. And it's by a dumbass that doesn't even understand what that means. Yeah. And then I think for me, the parts that work are completely drowned out by the parts that suck and are just irritating as fuck. But I have good news. You hate burlesque theater kid style depictions of Batman while you're going to love two Joel Schumacher movies back to back, which I'm sure will be a tonic if you don't like stagey, broad, 
shit. I, I'm, You're I'm, gonna really enjoy Batman I, and Robin and Batman Forever, two very chill movies by a man known for being subdued, subtle, and having a cunning wit. But wait, is there any like burlesque? Is there? I don't mind if it's like over the top, but is there like a is Tim Burton vibe gonna go away, or do they like try to keep the vibe? I mean, we're about to enter the Schumacher verse, which is very well, much its own vibe. Okay. And I would say if you're looking for vibe, you'll find it and plenty with Joel Schumacher. So, Charles, we're getting towards the end of this great episode where we learn so much about penguins and Thank white cats. cats on a nine lives. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I have to ask you, as is tradition with the series, in every episode I, I ask you, first, are you asking when will it end? Are you done with Batman? <laughs> we are two <laughs> movies in the Batman. There's only 900 to go. So, so here's the the thing is, it's hard to answer in like a very, it's hard to answer honestly, because I know that things are changing. And I know that's not really maybe a part of the question. But knowing that Tim Burton is out, I do see that there is obviously room for cool shit to be happening in a Batman movie, because he's a very compelling character, which for some reason, Tim Burton has either not focused on anything cool Orban's like, so like, this is where I go to dump the flowers. And then everyone else is like, oh, this is where he goes to dump the flowers because he is sad. His shit's all fucked up because his mom and dad got killed with a gun. So the last movie I was asking, yes. And I, I yes, I'm asking, I don't care. This sucks. I, I, I hate it. I do not want more of this. I don't want this era. Everyone's like, oh, well, comic movies, man, Marvel really made them for this whole new thing. Like, yes, they're good now. Marvel movies are, they're like, comic book movies are good now because this sucks. I hate it. I'm out. I don't hate it as much as you hate it because I see shards of a movie that I would like to see that are just washed away by an ocean of bad choices. And it's very disappointing. Um, Here's the thing. Batman is cool. Yeah. I like Batman. I enjoy watching him fight crime. It's funny that he's a very disturbed man who dresses like a bat at night. And that's weird. And I like when that happens. This is a troubling movie and difficult to get through. But I'm not done because obviously there's enough core elements to this franchise where it's like, look, in our experience doing this show, often the second movie is a big stumble. This is a common reoccurrence where people either swing too hard or do the opposite and play it too safe, whatever. This is a weird mixture of both of those things somehow. Yeah. By the way, Todd McCarthy and Variety described Pfeiffer as very tasty. Guess what, Todd McCarthy? You fucking suck. Who's Todd McCarthy? Some idiot writes for Variety who called Michelle Pfeiffer very tasty. This was in a review. I thought it was like some sexual pervert on the set. Oh, no, Batman just like a Returns. classic sexist idiot who refers to a, a woman's acting job as very tasty. Very good. What yum, yum. He's Anyways. Like, he's like, well, I really related to the penguin because uh, while I might not be a man with four fingers, I did want that pussy. And then Desson Howe of the Washington Post described Pfeiffer as deliciously purry. Which is cool because she's a murdered woman dealing with endless, relentless trauma from sexism and chauvinism. But yes, she is deliciously purry in the movie. Definitely engaging with the movie, Destin Howe. Men men should be killed by Catwoman. That I endorse. Yeah, that was like – this is the thing. If you tell me the plot of this movie, it's like, 
Whoa, it's about a woman abused by the powerful and rich who comes back as a zombie cat and is out for revenge while also playing weird sexual games with a man who is has a traumatic traumatic past trying to figure out how to be like escape the torment of not having parents while living with an old piece of shit man named Alfred. Like this is all sounds great. And then Tim Burton comes in and is like, what things should I focus on? Oh, I know. You're nailing the dynamic that kills me. Um, But it was all worth it because Batman Returns was nominated in the Golden Schmoes Award for Best (laughs) DVD slash Blu-ray of the Year. It did not win. Oh, what won? I don't know. Wait, it doesn't tell you what won? It doesn't. It just says what it was nominated for here. I'm not a fucking scientist. I'm not a penguin scientist who can answer questions I, I such as the, the average what, height of the little blue penguin. When was it inches. nominated? I don't know. Wait, where are you getting this information? Wikipedia. Golden Schmoes Award, Batman Returns. I'm doing it too. <laughs> I'll see get who there, gets first. there first. All right, Golden Schmoes, Batman 2005? Returns. No, 2005? 2005? begins... Yeah, best Batman DVD, Awards. This is terrible. I don't care. Oh, shit. I just hit my I don't mic. care. Fuck. Best DVD. What does that mean, best DVD? <laughs> it was the number the one shiniest DVD of Blu-ray Blu-rays. Theater. The bluest uh, of Blu-rays. If you licked it, it tasted like fish. <clears throat> the Penguin's favorite snack. A little Blu-ray. Yum, um, yum, yum. Here it is. All right. Nominee. Yep. Batman Returns. Who, who, who took the top DVD prize that year? <laughs> You don't know. You're shit. not going to find it. You piece of shit. Fuck. What was it? It's a, hold on. I'm, I almost found it. Best DVD. Ugh. Best DVD. One. There it is. Not so that, Saturn. Oh, it's Saturn Award. Okay, it's just Golden stop Shows. it. Stop Golden it. Shows. No one gives a shit. Oh, it's for the actually, it's for the whole anthology. It really sucks that Catwoman never happened with Pfeiffer. That would have been awesome. It died out in development hell. Never came together. Instead, we got Catwoman starring Halle Berry, which is famously a very good movie that everyone likes. Go okay. watch the, the Catwoman basketball scene. If you have not I found seen it. it. I found it. Okay, so this yes. is actually really incredible because it, it was the 2005 year, which was the release of Batman Begins. So this is very interesting that um, Batman Begins went head-to-head against Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin wow. for best DVD slash Blu-ray of the year. But they both lost... Not to Incredibles, not to Star Wars 3, Revenge of the Sith, but to Sin City. I bet that's a dank-ass DVD. Yeah, that was fucking... I own that one. I feel proud to have owned the uh, 2005 Golden Schmoes Award for Best Blu-ray slash DVD. And I'm happy for you. Charles, I would like to go home at some point. So let's go to our MVPs. Uh, I'm fascinated by what you're going to say on this one. Wait, we, so Who's your I, MVP? We, we did leave early yesterday, so I do have to remind you that we must go back and choose our MVP for the last movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, we must. I, know you were gonna, I knew you were going to give me a little bit of okay, okay. kick Just in the balls, pick, elbow in the ribs. Let's do this one, then we'll go that one. I, I need to go home. So we're going in backwards <laughs> order. No, start with this movie. We'll do that one next. Start start backwards. Okay, start with the never mind. Se- My Batman MVP is Billy D. Williams because he was a nice, reassuring face who I love to look at. And he's barely in the movie, and it was written out of this movie because we live in a racist society full of assholes. So Billy, it's true. It's not even like, not even conjecture. Like they are like on record being like, "Well, we don't really want a black man in this movie, so we'll just get rid of that character." Is that okay? Fuck that forever. This movie sucks. Um, Billy D. Williams is is double MVP for both movies. He should have been (laughs) in this one. He would have been awesome. Billy D. Williams is great. Watching evil Billy D. Williams' Two-Face would have been fucking amazing. So he gets the real MVP for the last movie for simply being likable and 
uh, uh, the ghost MVP for this movie because what he could have brought to the table and was denied by the idiots who run Hollywood. So that's we did our work. What's yours? Um, so I'm going to go the opposite way. You've chosen like very good like representations of what this movie should have been. I'm going to choose the MVP um, based on the feeling that I get. What character best embodies the feeling of the movie? And for the first one, it's the the dumb incel cuck uh, reporter. Arliss. That's to me like is really vibes with like the whole vibe of the the first movie. Say damn, this... those legs go all the way up. Wow, wow, wow. And this one, I think I just uh, got to give to, um... I'm going to give it to Alfred. <laughs> the guy you called a dumb piece of shit all earlier? Yeah, I think he really, like, the movie is nothing. The movie is like an old man wandering around doing literally nothing. Like the scene where he's like, I'm going to take the Iron Maiden to the secret lair. And then Alfred's like, I'll just take the fucking stairs, you piece of shit. And like, they both meet at the same time. Al- yeah, Alfred's uh, Alfred's uh, the vibe, the vi- MVP standing for most vibing player. Nice. Uh, and of course, this is the movie where we bid a fond farewell to Michael Keaton, who we will never see again in this franchise. Or he we barely saw it so far in the franchise, really. He's, he's coming back in 2022 in the Flash movie as Batman again. So what? after taking a nice 30-year break, he'll be back as Batman again. Old and Batman. And we'll have to cover that. Old Batman. Um, yeah. So, yes, let's close out the episode uh, with something that I know you've always wanted – you've always been too afraid to ask me, um, and I will now reveal the answer. Charles, there are over 1,400 species of bats worldwide. Bats can be found in nearly every part <laughs> of the planet except oh, in extreme deserts and polar regions. The difference in size and shape are equally impressive. Bats range in size from the kitty's hognose bat, also called the bumblebee bat that weighs less than a penny, making it the world's smallest mammal, to the flying foxes. Which have a wingspan of up to six feet. We got similar hairdos today. The theme. The theme is up. One, two, three. Too loud. No, loud enough. One, two, three. I'm Josh. This is Charles. I think it's pretty good. Wait, you get both now? I'm Josh. This is Charles. You want to just do the whole show today? Just make editing really easy. So this one time I was going to see Batman Returns at my friend's house. Yeah. And we had to walk there and we'd go down Main Street and take a left on Elm. The fuck does this have to do with the roller coaster? And then he then sometimes he would be in a bad mood when we got there. Anyways, he didn't have the DVD. My, that's the story. That's the story of how I almost saw Batman. Returns. But didn't. Are you recording? Yeah. Me too. Great. So you got that? Oh yeah, that's pretty that's post that's out outro material right there. Oh, uh, this is great. Let me turn you up a little bit. Okay, ready to go whenever you are. Count us out.